And welcome back. George Norrie, Lillian Fortner with us. Lillian, in your book, you talk about energies and gaining a better awareness of them. But does everybody have the ability to sense these energies or not? Yes, uh, definitely. We are all born with that. Um, Everything is in, in the universe is energy, and we are all surrounded by energy. And science has shown us that um, we are surrounded by energy fields, and many can be measured, while others are identified only through theor- theoretical physics. Our bodies have energy fields, and terms such as chakras and um, auras are used to describe them. And humans are not the only one. Science has established that animals and plants, even inanimate objects, have energy. Also, anyone who has looked at rainbows or shown uh, light through a prism know that even colors are made up of energy. I believe that we are all born with the ability to send those energies around us. But uh, <clears throat> being born with an ability and being able to use it are two different things. We must have the curiosity and desire to explore this part of ourselves, or it remains dormant. It can be developed and refined through practice, meditation, and mindfulness. And by doing so, we can get a better understanding and a greater appreciation of our place in uh, the universe. Where does does this ability come from? This ability is part of ourselves. We are always connected to the other side of the veil. And children, until uh, about uh, six years of age, have that ability, and then it gradually disappears. Um, But we can reconnect. We, We can either keep it or we can reconnect. And in my book, I give exercises on how to um, reopen ourselves so we can reconnect with these abilities. Are there different ways that people might sense these abilities and energies? Oh, yeah. There are many different ways. Um, And in my book, I described six clairs, and we call them clair because clairvoyance, clairaudience, clairsentience, etc. Clairaudience, for instance, is a sense of vision. Uh, clear audience is the sense of, uh, uh, it's a clear sense of hearing. Uh, clear sentience is empath- empathy, um, clear sense of feelings, physical sensations, intuitions. Uh, there is also clear cognizance or it, a clear sense of knowing. And then there is a clear alliance or a clear sense of smelling. Um, there is also clear gustance or clear sense of testing. And I can give examples for each one of them, but we, we perceive through that. We also can perceive your dreams. And there is another one uh, called psychometry, which is the ability to sense uh, energy of information uh, by touching an object. So, for instance, uh, it's a very old object, and some people might be able to uh, tell where... Um, where it's from, how it's been used, etc. I have a friend who does that in France, and she's often called by historians. <clears throat> they ask her to 
touch something and tell uh, tell them the story of that object. And it works. Yes, it it does work well. She's uh, she's hired, and you know they know that uh, she can help. <clears throat> How often do people come to you with illnesses asking you for help? Well, um, I do not advertise, so it's a it's only uh, it's a word of mouth. Um, I would say, well, with the pandemic, uh, let's see, or maybe. A few times a week. That's a lot. Yeah. Does it ever grind you down or get you tired? Um, there are periods where it more, it's more difficult. When I'm myself not centered, for instance, it's much more difficult because I don't, I, I don't have my intuition, my, my, my sense of, uh, of feeling the energy is not quite as clear. So sometimes, yes, it's difficult, but I know how to prepare myself for meditations and etc. I was going to say, what what have you learned to keep these illnesses away from you? From me, um, meditation helps a lot, and keeping, of course, a very healthy uh, lifestyle. I still dance. I mean, despite my age, I, I still dance because it's. Uh, you were in the show "Kiss Me, Kate," right? <laughs> yes. I never knew that. Yes, yes, yes. With my with my husband, we met on stage actually. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's that's yeah. romantic and cool. Yeah, so he was in a totally different uh, uh, world. He's a uh, military officer, and uh, I had no idea he was in the military. But he was doing acting when he had a period of time when he had more time, especially as a young officer. Where did, where did you meet, in France? No, we met in Hawaii. How about that? Good <laughs> for stage. you. On stage. On stage. During Man of La Mancha. Love at first sight, huh? Yes. <laughs> what has been for you in this ability the scariest thing that's happened to you? We were talking about uh, the illness that you start in Chapter 1. What happened to you? Well, um, there was a growth in my mouth, in the, in the palate. My dentist noticed that. So I had CAT scan, uh, all kinds of tests done. And I saw doctor after doctor, and nobody could explain what it was, except that uh, they should make a hole in my palate and put a remova- removable plug oh afterwards. Oh, my God. That would have been horrible. Did they do that? Yeah. No, of course not. I would not let them. You do wouldn't that. be talking to me right now. No, I mean, I could not understand that in this day and age, you know, this is the only thing that could be done. So, for about, um, I would say at least a year and a half, I went from one doctor to another, and they even told me, "Oh, you don't even need uh, to check that every, you know, every year unless it bothers you." Well, it was growing; uh, it was starting to be painful and um, prevent me from eating certain things. Um, So the last doctor I saw even had the nerve to tell me, well, in your case, um, sometimes we have to remove the whole bone, which means half of my upper jaw. Um, But was it it cancerous? 
Obviously well, not. Well, at that time, they did not know. Nobody was going to tell me anything, and the only thing they could do was do a probe via the mouth by, by making a hole in my palate. So I was so mad. It's exactly what I needed because I was back. Until then, I was very depressed, and I could not think clearly like I normally would. Well, I was so mad that I was back, and I told myself, well, Face it, girl. Uh, face it, standing. Um, you're going to go through that, and you have to decide what you want to do. Do you only have two years, maybe less? What are your priorities? What do you want to achieve during that time? And as I was going into that um, frame of mind, suddenly I could see signs synchronicities were happening again before for, for, for several months I couldn't see anything and within a few days I found the right doctor but it was in Belgium it was in Brussels, Belgium so I went to see him and six months later the growth of everything was back to normal <laughs> so um, you were talking about do I see signs? Well, um, in that in that instance, yes, because um, I was I was guided. Um, it was constant. The very first time I called my doctor in, uh, I sent an email to my doctor in Brussels, my uh, GP, and asked him if he knew a doctor. I did not get an answer, so I figured out, well, after several years, maybe as another, maybe he retired or he has an, his email address has changed. And I thought of another doctor um, who had performed surgery on me when I was in Belgium, contacted him. Three days later, I had an answer. He had a doctor for me. Uh, so, you know, there were little signs like that that were uh, I don't know how to explain, um, but it became so clear what I had to do. It was a miracle. It was a miracle. So I went, I went to Belgium, and then it was one thing leading to another. For instance, the day of my surgery, um, in the morning, there were three crows playing in front of my window. And the crow is my animal spirit. The so crow is? Yes, it is. Then, they, as they were wheeling me to uh, the, the surgical room, there were th my three archangels were there. I closed my eyes. I could feel them. I knew exactly where they were. They were there waiting. Yeah, they were there. Then I had three surgeons, three assistant doctors, and three anesthesiologists. How about that? Number three is a lucky number for me. <laughs> it is. Let's take some calls for you. They're lining up for mm -hmm. you. Let's start by going to Brian in Longmont, Colorado. Welcome to the show. Hi, Brian. Hi, George. Pleasure to talk to you again. I listen to you when I can. And Thank you. I've been doing so for a few years. Appreciate it. Uh, appreciate you. Lillian, uh, my name is Brian. Um, about your age, uh, I actually... Uh, during the uh, what the Vietnamese called the American War, uh, I was on Taiwan. Mm. Uh, so uh, 
I dated a Taiwanese ladies when I was I was 20 and 21 when I was there. But now I'm a little bit older than that. I uh, called because you mentioned things that are of interest to me. I um, I have experience a longtime friend. Uh, I don't have a car, so I can't drive to see he and his wife. They're about 56, 50, 60 miles away. Mm-hmm. And I called him up. This was a, several months ago. Mm-hmm. And he said that uh, he'd been told that he had uh, uh, cancer. And uh, I said, well, I'm sorry to hear that. And, and I said, I'll pray for you. And it seemed like, and he finally got over it. He went through the whole chemo, radiation, uh, being on a ventilator, made it through all that. Very strong, he and his wife. And she really supported him. They're they're both very strong. Mm -hmm. And anyway, it seems like part of the time I could actually feel that some of what he was going through, like he said, they t- I'd never heard of it before. They said, doctors said, you have cancer of the neck, they told him. And I never I never heard of that. But anyway, I, once in a while I'd feel like stiff neck. So, And I, I've seen other things similar but not quite as uh, obvious. But that's just one of the things. I'm very interested in what you do. Oh, uh, what you're feeling is cool. Um my friend, uh, Dr. Bernard Bettman, uh, created a word for that. It's called simulpathy. Uh, you feel the pain of somebody else, and distance is not the problem. Right. Um, That's why some married men feel pregnant when their wives are having a baby. Mm. Same that one I never heard. That's interesting. Yeah, they get the, they feel the pain. But that uh, Brian is is uh, is interesting. It does definitely uh, happen. It's not something rare that you feel the pain of somebody, especially somebody you're close to or a family member or so, and uh, you have the same symptoms. And that doctor created actually that uh, that uh, that term because his dad was dying and he was he was choking. He, he had choking on his blood in the throat, I think. And um, he himself, the doctor, um, had a terrible, terrible pain in his throat. And then he found out what happened to his dad. And it was at the same time. Next up, Joe in the Bronx. Take it away, Joseph. Go ahead. Hey, George. How are you? All right, Joe. Thank you. Good, good. Uh, Lillian, yeah, you mentioned uh, Michael the Archangel uh, a couple of times already. Uh, I'd like to know... uh, have you had any communications uh, from Michael the Archangel? Have you seen him, you know, in in person, actually? Uh, and uh, second question, um, have you had any visions of either the Blessed Virgin Mary or uh, any religious visions uh, throughout your life? I don't... Um, I, I, I sat with Michael... Um, I feel him. I feel the embrace, like if he were putting his, his wings around me when I need it. It's a very nice feeling. 
I feel like a cocoon. It's comforting. I feel it's the angel protecting me. And then the vision, I don't have a vision, you know, through my uh, mind eye, but I, I have vision of painting an effigy. Like when I was in Brussels, I'd totally forgotten that uh, St. Michael is a patron saint of the town. So, of course, when I was uh, at the hospital and afterwards when I was walking through uh, town, he was everywhere, absolutely everywhere. <laughs> and uh, so, so I'm reminded of him, but when I need it, I feel him. When he's there, he's there. Yeah, yeah, I, I do feel his presence. All right, thank you, Joe. I appreciate that. Lillian, uh, where do you go next with this ability? What What's your next plan? Well, right now, um, I really want to help people understand that it's easy to be able to see signs and uh, use them. They are born with it, and I just want to help people be in touch with the with the, with the true self, and they need to re- to be in contact again with their inner child. That's very very important. Why is that? Truth is. Why is that? Why is that important? Because when you were much younger, you had these abilities, and then they disappear gradually. You put the inner child in a corner. And um, you, you just forget where you came from. Uh, we are always in contact. All right. We're going to come back in just a moment on Coast to Coast and take final phone calls with Lillian. Her book is called Winks from Above. Her website is linked up at coasttocoastam.com. Back with final calls on Coast to Coast AM. And welcome back to Coast to Coast, back with Lillian Fortnite as we are talking about Winks from Above. Lillian, where do people get your book? Where do they get my book? They, they, uh, on Amazon. Bookstores? Oh. Is it in bookstores too? Yes, it is uh, Barnes & Nobles. Uh, yeah, I, I know it's at Barnes & Nobles. Is this your first book? Yes, it is. Did you have fun writing it, or was it difficult for you? Well, um it was um, it was painful at first because I had to tell stories that I did not want to revisit yeah, stories of my childhood. But parents and stuff. What yeah. happened is that I, I wanted to bring them forth because they were necessary in order to explain certain things to people, and also I know that many people out there um, also had you know painful times in their lives, especially as children. So anyway, uh, going back to those painful times was excruciating at times, but um, it was cathartic. At the end, I was able to see uh, with more clarity what happened, and that's when I started to actually not only forgive, but also thank the people who um, did, I mean... Um, were mean to me at the time. Were they mean to you on purpose? You're talking about your no, grandmother. No, I think, and, and that's what I understood, uh, they had their own uh, issues. Difficulties. And uh, my grandmother in particular, she had a miserable life. And uh, I was the only person she could 
really talk to. So um, I was her sounding board, and uh, she would insult me. She would beat me. She would uh, she hit you? prevent me from eating. Oh, she geez. everything. Not a happy person. Well, but you know, it it it's all right after all. Now I can see it as as something that made me a very strong person, very caring person. And that's why I want to share with others now ways to get out of situations that are very difficult. All right, let's go back to the phones. Let's go east of the Rockies. Dennis is with us in Columbus, Georgia. Hello, Denny. Go ahead. Hello, George. How are you doing? I think this is the fourth, fourth time I've had a chance to call in. Perfect. You, yeah, you called me Denny last time, and I corrected you now. I realize it's like a term of endearment. It is. But, uh, it's cool. Yeah, I, I appreciate you. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, you know, every time I listen to your show, it's like I learn so much, and it's it's like confirmation, and it's just amazing. Um, I have I've had a rough, I guess, very dysfunctional family, abandoned by my father when I was born. Uh, this uh, 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 this really horrific kind of life, you know. But I've had a spiritual awakening about 18 years ago. And, uh, you know, the transformations began, and I've always been a very curious person, and I've, you know, I've, been, I've done a lot of reading, um, and, I've, and I've always been very intuitive uh, my whole life, uh, and I think misunderstood by a lot of people. But my question is this. I have, have I'm going to ask Lillian something. I have coincidences. They, some of these seem impossible, and one of them has to do with your show also. Uh, the last one what I want to tell you about. Uh, it's been about three months ago. I was just walking down the road. I do a lot, do a lot of walking, uh, and um, I, I was a pill bottle on the, on the sidewalk. I picked it up. I've never seen this words, these two words for, and the, and what it was is a medication. It was triazidone sulfate, and uh, I didn't know what it was. And then, but thirty minutes later, or whatever, I got home. Art Bell. I turned the radio on, and the first two words that come off, come through the speaker were. Triazidone sulfate. I didn't even know how to pronounce it when I read it. I mean, would that seem like that's impossible? And, and, and what's living in, what does she think that the universe is trying to tell me with these things that continue to happen, these coincidences that seem impossible? I would say the odds, Dennis, are astronomical that that would happen, that you'd hear that on the radio again. Wouldn't you, Lillian? Yes, absolutely. Just incredible. and Incredible. Any other yeah. questions, Dennis? Yeah. Well, I just wanted to comment. It was Art Bell, uh, a show, and he was talking to the, uh, the guy who was the publisher of uh, uh, Penthouse Magazine about this medication. But, I mean, what is your opinion? What is, what's, what, what's, why does this keep happening to me, things like this? Why do these things happen? Mm. Lillian, what do you think? Is this a message from above? Yes, absolutely. I would, I would uh, interpret it that way. And... The answer is really, it all depends of where you are. You know, it's, it's a very uh, personal. So whatever happened in your life, that's how you interpret the signs. From the outside, we, we, I can tell you, uh, you know, I might have some ideas, but it is very personal. So whatever happens in your life and the signs appearing, this is what you have to put together. But definitely, yes, you, you, you have signs. Norm in St. Louis. Hey, Norm, go ahead, sir. Hey, great show tonight again. <laughs> uh, got a, a quick question for your guests, and then a, a 
encouraging story to just take a minute. But uh, sure. Anyway, on your um, I guess synchroni- synchronicity experiences. Have you ever had what I've had is you open up your door to go to the bank or store and there's a bunch of change on the ground or you find a $20 bill where it seems like a hundred people should have seen it and how, how they didn't see it and you've seen it. There for and then you. on my uh, st- quick story, I about four or five years ago in St. Louis, we had about 14 inches of snow one day and uh, I had to run out to some rental properties and shovel and salt and all that. And I was exhausted. I woke up the next day at, you know, 5.30 with a knock on my door, and it was my neighbor whose car wouldn't start, and I had to get him to work by 7 o'clock. So reluctantly, I got a cup of coffee and took him in, and on the way in on Highway 170 going down the interbelt to 40, I seen a car on the north side that was upside down, an SUV, and the wheels were spinning. Oh, and, geez. Uh, so I hurried up and dropped him off at Target on 40, and... uh I think the promenade, and then on, I flew back up the highway and parked on, you know, on the shoulder. Well, I wasn't prepared. You know, I just drove him to work, so I had a, I had a, a thin shirt on, a pair of jeans, and some tennis shoes. Didn't even have socks on. Ran down all the snow. I fell on my face like three or four times going down the hill. But I got to the SUV that was smoking, coming out of the hood, and there was a guy that was from college, and he was bleeding really bad. And I had to end up crawling inside there upside down through snow and everything and put a tourniquet on him. And then I, well, before I called 911, but he was so grateful. He said he'd been sitting there 45 minutes and no one stopped to help him. It was in rush hour traffic. You saved his life. And no, no one helped them or nothing. Oh. And then in the next few weeks, I, I I went to Menards to get some supplies. I found two twenty dollar bills on the ground where hundreds of people go. had to walk. I I opened up my door at Dollar General later that day to um to um get a, a gallon of oil. And my door hit something, and it was a black bag. And I looked inside the bag, and it was a gallon of oil. <laughs> a little bit of oil missing. And it was brand new oil. It's clean. It wasn't dirty. And it just had, I looked it up on the internet. Guess what? 5W20, just exactly just what, what you needed. And then, and then, so I went and played a scratch-off ticket that day and won 10000 bucks. Did you really? Go, so, yeah, I swear to God. And I, I said... I mean, it's. I think what it comes down to is, uh, you God has universal laws like reaping what you sow, and if you're a good person, you know that's willing to run down a hill and twenty degree weather, you know, to help somebody out that's bleeding to death. You know, he's more. God's more likely to bless you than he is Adolf Hitler or something like that. All right, let's get some of Lillian's thoughts on some of these. These synchronicities that you talk about, Lillian, seem to be happening for Norm all the time. How do you explain that? Well, they are, and and really, when your intentions are pure, your energy is pure, and when when you're in that stage, it's very easy to connect on the, to the other side of the of the veil which I call the, the veil between uh, the two dimensions. And when you're there, you're in connection. You see the signs. You, 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 you feel you have support, and, and uh, synchronicities happen all the time. So it's, uh, it's, it's very important to remember to, to have an intention that is pure. Let's go to Lily in Concord, California. Hello, Lily. George. Hi, Lillian. 
I was going to say hi, Lily, but it sounds like that song. <laughs> it's an echo. <laughs> anyway, I have a question. Um, my dog passed uh, three months ago, and um, I'm just wondering if she made it to the other side because I haven't been able to sleep since she passed. Do animals make it to the other side, Lily? And I think they do. Yeah, I think they do. Sometimes I do escort an animal when uh, when that animal is uh, is with the vet and is going to get the shot. Sometimes I do that. They do. They do. They go to another dimension. Definitely. You have laid out several exercises for people. Tell me about them. Oh, exercises to do. Yes. Um, and why? Well. First of all, it's important to uh, open up fully and to balance yourself. Personally, what I love to do in the morning is to dance first. And you don't have to be a dancer. You could have music or sound, listen to the sound of nature. It could be the wind. It could be the rain. And, and you move. You, at first, you, you stand still, you can even be seated, and then you feel your hand wants to move, and your arm, and then suddenly it takes your body, and then you move. Nobody is watching you. And when you do that, you really get in touch with yourself. You feel every part of, of yourself. And you're, when you're finished, you feel so calm. You feel ready to really meditate, to connect. And uh, that's one of the exercises I have. It's fun to do. And anybody can do it. Or it could be to take a walk in the woods and be pay your attention of maybe one branch, one leaf, listen to the birds, one thing at a time, and then suddenly you feel like in another dimension. You know, you are in the moment. couple more calls to go. Dave in Scranton, Pennsylvania, first-time caller. Hello, David. Go ahead. George, long-time listener, first-time caller. Thank you, David. Uh, you, you seem like you're a real nice guy, you know. And, uh, you know, Lillian, I like her because she seems to be very honest, and I like that. I, I had a lot of problems, lost family members, and I got diabetes bad. I lost my leg, and I, I, I'm going blind. I got about five surgeries. I can still see a little, but it's gone, gone my vision. And I was wondering, is, is there any self self heal? Because I can't get out of the house. And is there any self healing things, or, or any kind of techniques that 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 are, are specified for? Give him those exercises again, Lillian. Well, one exercise that can be done, and you don't have to even stand up if you don't want to. You could be seated. You let the music. If you choose a music that you like, just let it go through you. And certainly you will feel a part of your body. It could start with your head, or it could be your shoulders, or your, your hand. Uh, start wanting to sway, to move, and let it guide you. And be in the moment. The only thing you feel is that part of the body that wants to move. Uh, that, that really helps you to feel grounded and connected at the same time. Next up, Michael in Playa del Rey, California. Let's get you in, Michael. Go ahead. Hi, George. First time uh, caller to get in to talk to you. Well, welcome to the Hi, show, Lillian. Mike. Thank you. Hi, Lillian. Uh, I just wanted to say that the number three is also very lucky for me with synchronicity. Mm -hmm. I was born 3353, the three of three siblings. 
and the number comes up constantly through my life mm. in many, many ways. Most notably, I was very blessed to have a 10-year personal and business relationship with the late artist-writer Jack Kirby. His phone number, the last four digits, 1953, the year I was born. Oh, <laughs> These are those synchronicities you're talking about, Lillian. Yes, exactly. Numbers are very important to, to me and to many people, uh, especially recurring number. But, it, but it's great. You have your number. I have, yeah, three is a, is a beautiful number. Um, but I would advise people, uh, when you see number and they are recurring, it could be 1111 or it could be uh, 333 or... As long as they're not 666, right? Well, you know, the interpretation in the Western world is not a good interpretation. It's, no, uh, not at all. Evil, but it depends on of the, of the, of the culture you're in. So that's something to be careful about. But for us, yes, 666 is not a good number. But otherwise, what they do, instead of... Uh, of trying to find exactly the meaning of each one, I know that numbers are peppered on my path, and that's a reminder that I'm not alone, that my guides are around just showing me. You know, it's like a wink from me, a little wink from above. Lillian, keep in touch with us, and I'm glad everything worked out for you, too, medically and everything else, okay? Mm -hmm. You take care. Lillian Fortna. Her website linked up at coasttocoastam.com. The name of her book, Winks from Above. We've got a great show for you tomorrow and all week long on Coast to Coast AM. So just keep your dial exactly where it is. For Dan Galanti, Tom Danheiser, Lisa Lyon, Lex Lonehood, Sean LaDesour, Stephanie Smith, Chris Burroughs, Tim Benall, George Knapp, and Ian Punnett. I'm George Norrie somewhere out there on Coast to Coast AM. We'll see you on our next edition. Until then... Be safe, everyone.